Welcome to Veronica with a K, your guide to the world of global education. My name can be easily inferred from the title. I am Veronica, a sophomore at Washington and Lee University from Moscow, Russia. This podcast was inspired by incredible international students from all over the world that I got to meet. Their stories are the ones deserve to be heard, in my opinion, so I decided to collect them and share them with the world. Last time here we had Haley Minnery, who studied abroad for a term in Costa Rica and who's about to head to Spain in the month. So if you missed it, don't forget to circle back and check out her amazing story. Today my great friend Fekri Mustafa from Egypt is joining us to discuss his experience at Washington Lee University as a full-time sophomore student and his study abroad program in Denmark. But before we jump into that, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my academic journey that led me to Washington and Lee as well. I'm studying strategic communication and business administration, and currently I'm based in Lexington, Virginia, but in the upcoming winter term I will be studying at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, which would make me a double international student, and I think that's pretty sick, because it's exciting and I get to start over everything again, and it can be stressful, but I'm enjoying this a lot and I cannot wait to go to Scotland. I'm going on an official study abroad, so some of my classmates from WNL will actually go with me, and it will be incredibly interesting to watch Americans be in the shoes of international students for once. Even though they will be studying in their native language, so it is different, I'm still intrigued to see how they will be adapting because of cultural differences. I also cannot wait to meet more international students at St. Andrews and share their unique stories with you. So don't miss the next episodes and turn on the notifications to hear from even more diverse guests. My journey of studying abroad honestly deserves a whole separate episode, but for now I want to share the why United States and not anywhere else kind of story. I got inspired back in 2015 after seeing a video of a girl who got accepted into a university with a full ride scholarship. It was a long time ago and it was very random for me then, but you might actually know her as Lingo Marina. She's very big on YouTube and she recently got like a billboard in California, so very epic. And I actually even got to meet her a couple years later and thank her in person. To this day, she is my biggest inspiration. So after thorough research, I understood that it is indeed possible to study in the US a full ride scholarship. So I wanted to share those opportunities with other people as well and I started blogging myself. And I still do it to this very day on Instagram and TikTok. So whoever followed me back then in like 2016, they literally saw me every step of the way. But financial aid wasn't the only thing that drove me to the US, obviously. I absolutely love the academic freedom. Thackeray and I will talk about perks of liberal arts education system in detail later in the episode, but for now, the opportunity to have an interdisciplinary approach and not limit yourself to one specific field at a young age is such a unique characteristic of American education. For example, in Russia, it's never been the case. Like, back home, I would actually have to basically decide what my college major is going to be when I was in, like, ninth grade, because all majors require specific national living exams that we only get to take once by the end of 11th grade, which our senior year, so it's a long preparation process. And in order to do it successfully, you need to start early, but you can only prepare for so many exams at a time. So it is crucial to figure out what you want to do early, pick the programs, and know the subjects that you will have to be passing on national living exams. And if you want to change your mind your senior year, for example, it is possible, but very, very hard, and you'll get in trouble and might get a lower score than you expected. Whereas in the United States, I don't officially declare a major until sophomore year winter term. So technically, now I know I want to study business administration in Stratcom, but I am undeclared officially. 
I also get to take classes outside of my major that expose me to more exciting things and allow me to have a better understanding of how the world is interconnected. And I believe that education is all about exploring and connecting those dots in different spheres. So the US was my primary destination and as someone who has this approach to education and in general is interested in business, it was just a perfect combination. But enough about myself, it's Fakri's time to shine. I cannot wait to hear about his experience in a top STEM school in Egypt, second year at Washington Lee, and the study abroad program he did in Denmark last year. Of course you can find new friends, but you're not gonna find new family. But I guess the Greek system just helps you make friends. When I was saying Copenhagen or Denmark, they looked at me funny. That was like a cultural shock. It's weird saying it, but I felt like it was not a big deal. I, I tried to change that by making like a business high school club. I'm Fakri, I'm a sophomore and I study computer science and business at Debinal and I'm from Cairo, Egypt. Awesome! Uh, how did you decide to apply to the United States and how were you choosing universities? Because the switch from Cairo, Egypt to Lexington, Virginia is a very big change. I would say my high school had a big part in this. I went to a special high school in Egypt and many of the people applying there were coming to U.S. universities and I know some people who already went to Debinal who were sophomores and juniors and seniors, even some people who already graduated. So um, I reached out and I connected. And I think one of the big things that made me come to Debinal is the fact that it's a business school. And at the same time, it's a liberal arts school. So you could explore yourself. And that is a very unique thing about Debinal, unlike other business universities. Thank you so much for sharing. And you mentioned that you went to a special high school. Can you tell us a little more about that? Did it have anything to do with what are you studying here or how was it connected? So I think it does play a role because it's it was a STEM high school and I'm studying computer science. So I guess that kind of connects. But um, I didn't really study actual computer science. Like I only took HTML and CSS that are like markup languages. And I didn't take any actual programming languages. And also we didn't have any business at all, but I, I tried to change that by making like a business high school club, which was the first in the school. And I think that attracted me more into business and comp sci together. Oh, wow. What did you do in your business club? Did you like provide consulting services or how did it work? I think it was, it was at a much lesser degree. I mean, we tried to help some people. We also um, trained and mentored some students gave them scholarships to an international business program, made them go through training with with some companies. Um, but we didn't really do the consulting part. It's more about like spreading awareness and knowledge about business and marketing. Yeah, that's great. And I bet it was a game-changing opportunity for a lot of students. And they probably, like you, decided to go off and study something similar because they had this experience. And you said that you knew some people at WNL before getting here, but I was wondering if you've ever been to the US before you go to you went to school here or how did that work for you? I actually have I've not been to the US or Europe before I came to WNL, but I've been to other countries. I've lived in Qatar for 10 years. I've also been to like a couple other countries, but I've never been to the US before I came here. That's some great international experience, even before you got here. And you said that you haven't been to Europe, but I know that you actually went to Denmark during your freshman year. So how was it to be a double international student, basically? Because you've never been there, and you're also going with your U.S. college. So did you have fun? Like, how, how did it work for you? 
I thought it was very interesting, and I really wanted to go to Denmark, especially since the beginning, because um, I really like their um, social democracy system, and I wanted to see that in action. So it was very interesting to see how it differs from the capitalist system in the U.S., although they have a capitalist system, but it's kind of different. I thought it was very interesting, and although I was with different nationalities, we were still considered internationals inside Denmark, so that was was kind of weird, because I'm already being considered an international student. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, that was that was that was a funny thing. I'll say, yeah. Yeah, but you also had a little advantage to all of your American classmates because I bet most of them either never went to Europe or just never actually been an international student instead of like just a tourist, you know. Yeah, that's a great experience, and it's interesting that you got to experience it during your first year of college. Do you think it impacted your sophomore year in any way, or like your academic path at WNL? I definitely say that I got tired of traveling for some time Fair. so um like this year i didn't feel like i want to go anywhere i wanted some you know stability and mm-hmm. in, in my studies although i would like to go sometime next year or in the summer but yeah definitely definitely international experience is very important but sometimes it just gets too much and you want some stability i would say absolutely because that's quite a geography from the u.s to denmark to egypt it's just all over the place and it's exciting but i i understand what you mean because it's tough yeah definitely i mean when i was at the airport in cairo i think like when they were asking me oh where are you coming from and stuff and i was saying like copenhagen or denmark they they looked at me funny because not not many people not yeah. many people come from like fly from copenhagen to cairo for some reason or like not many egyptians yeah um, so yeah, it was it was definitely um, a weird experience, I would say, at the airport. <laughs> yeah, the customs people would be like, oh my god, what is he doing here yeah, again? Yeah, exactly. Then you had a nice break from it, and now you're all into your computer science and business here on campus. But if we rewind a year ago, when you just got here for school, right? And it's your first time in the U.S., and how did that work for you? Like, did you experience any cultural shock, or what was the most surprising thing? Or maybe there was none. Like, I hate when people ask that question, because sometimes you're just like, well, I knew kind of the stuff, so... Did you experience something at all that remotely is a culture shock? I mean, I mean, I felt like it's 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 weird saying it, but I felt like it was not a big deal because I had a year to like think about what's happening, right? Like we got accepted one year before mm-hmm. you actually come. Yeah. Uh, so I had a year to think, like, oh yeah, I'm coming to the U.S. I'm trying to familiarize myself with everything, and. I don't know, I just came and I found it pretty interesting, I had fun, and I am having fun, and I didn't think it was a big deal, and I think I had a, quite a bit of exposure to, like, cinema, media, whatever, which also helps you understand the culture, kind of. Of course, it's not the same, but it helps you understand it in a way, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree, because you see a lot of things that are actually happening in the movies, and, like, yeah, they might be a little, like, exaggerating in in some parts yeah (laughs) but mostly like yeah it's not like you just randomly decided to go to the u.s one day and next morning you're like oh hello dc so yeah that's good and you like mentally prepared yourself for it so that's great and on campus you're involved in many things as far as i know so would you like to tell us what what are you doing like do you have any favorite activities that you're in or how does that work for you i'll say my main two things that i'm doing at right now 
is working with the Career and Professional Development Office as a career fellow. And I'm also being a TA for the Computer Science Department. Outside of like professional experience, I think I am the co-president of Gentech and we're trying to do different kind of stuff like spread technology on campus and we're trying to brainstorm ideas for and how to improve like campus technology and stuff and how to solve problems that students actually face. And I think I think we, we, we're trying and we're reaching, but it's it's a very hard journey, I would say, because you have no one and not that many resources to help you, you know? Yeah. Do you have like an academic advisor that helps you coordinate the club events or how does that work? Because being a sophomore and a club president already, that's very impressive. I would say, I mean, we have a career, we have an advisor, but I, he, he has been on leave for like, he, oh. he has been on leave and he's going on leave again. Oh, wow. Um, so we're trying to communicate with the CS department and yeah. other departments rather than like one person. Because, you know, that doesn't turn out very well, generally. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You're just up in the air doing whatever you want to do, basically. And there's no guidance. Well, it also teaches you a lot of um, independency. But as an international student, I bet you don't have issue with that. So... <laughs> Yeah, and you said that you're a career fellow, and since you're all experienced at reading resumes and CVs and all kinds of things, do you have any advice for international students if they're applying for colleges, because a lot of colleges let you fill out like resume or CV and attach it, do you have any tricks from your experience? Um, I would say the the college resumes are definitely much more laid back than like mm-hmm. when you're applying to like an employer with a resume. Like, I personally applied with, like, a creative resume, even though I was not a creative major, (laughs) and I had a lot of, like, Creative person? Yeah, I had had a lot of stuff on there, (laughs) which was not supposed to be there, and I just did Mm -hmm. not really grasp Mm -hmm. what the resume should and what do, but I think any template should be fine for, like, college applications, but for actual, like, jobs, um, from what I've seen and from what I've been told by the CPD really pay attention to details unlike the college resumes mm-hmm. or like the, the resumes that you used to apply for colleges employers look for details and there are a lot of stuff that goes into a resume and like every line matters pretty much so i'd say that's the biggest difference like details yeah that's a good point because if you're applying for a job description that says oh you need to have great attention to detail and then you have typos in your resume that does not really show you as a very attentive person exactly yeah Yeah. and since we're on the advice grounds do you have any advice for people who are applying to the u.s colleges right now like was there any not any insight but just anything that you wish you knew in the application process or just in general life in the u.s any advice i would say if you have an idea what you want to do in life and what like what you want to study, which of course can change. But if you have an idea, I think you should focus on the programs of that university rather than applying to the university as a whole. Like mm-hmm. a, a university might have a reputation for like their great academics, but you should also pay attention to the specific departments okay. inside the university. So I know like you're a journalism major, Debbie has a great journalism department, mm-hmm. business majors, Debbie has a great business department, but some people come here get surprised that maybe other departments are not as good i would mm-hmm. say even though the debinal university reputation as a whole might be very good okay that's a good point yeah and coming back to some of your activities on campus i know that you're a part of a greek life organization and greek life is something that is very unique to american colleges and i feel like people don't understand what that is until they actually get here because it's shown in a very 
let's say interesting way stereotypical, it, yeah. yeah stereotypical way in movies and like in general people just dismiss it in a lot of ways but you decided to join and it's not very common for international students to join greek life organizations at least at wnl so what made you join and can you like just tell what it is because now that you have the experience okay um honestly i did not plan on joining greek life before i came here so i was like yeah it's a 70 something percent greek life involvement but i can be part of the 20 something and of course a lot of people can but i would say i had difficulty not being in greek life at the beginning um and greek life definitely helped with that especially if you joined the right greek organization and you'll find like similar like-minded people and people who are going to support you people who are going to be there and to to say what greek life is i think it's um it's a hard question to ask still um, yeah so i think it's also like is very different from one college to another so at mm-hmm. least like at Devinal, greek life is not as like selective as other colleges um other colleges like i don't know require a lot of um you know requirement or tasks or whatever whatever to join mm-hmm. while Devinal is, is more laid back regarding like rushing and like hazing and stuff like that at least generally i know it differs from mm-hmm. one organization to the other but especially compared to other universities, I would say. But I guess the Greek system just helps you make friends and helps you make bonds with other people because you go through so much together that you just, yeah. like, you know, you have each other's back. You know, you, you, you can call the other, like, brother or whatever, whatever you want to call that. So um, I, think, I, think it's, it's, I think it's a good system if it's implemented correctly, in my opinion. Yeah, and you have those shared experiences do you think some of your closest friends came from joining a frat or um, did you manage to build more meaningful relationship with those people and just join the frat with them later? Like, how did it work for you? I think it's the latter one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I made... I mean, of course, I met a lot of people, but I didn't make my best friends because of the frat, but mm-hmm. we rushed because we were best friends, I would say. So that's just how it happened. And we ended up rushing the same frat. Awesome. Now you get to hang out together all the time. Exactly, That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And since you're one of the few international students in your frat, and in general, the population of international students on WNL campus is not that big, um, do you get weird questions a lot when people learn that you're an international student? Like, can you recall, like, some awkward or like funny encounters because people are like oh my god you're an international student oh my god you know uh i mean i don't think i got any particular questions about being international i would get a lot of questions about my country how it is back Mm -hmm. home and the differences maybe questions about that but not necessarily um like bad questions that's good yeah that's good it's very very like a lot of curiosity Mm, it's, a, it's a very different mm-hmm. place where you come from and of course they're they're eager to know like how it is back back there even some want to travel there sometime i want to understand what they should do where they should go so i don't think it's a i have not had bad experiences with with being from a different country that's awesome yeah. that's awesome because i'm still mentally recovering from when a girl asked me whether we have universities in russia yeah. and i appreciate <laughs> curiosity like i do but yeah. like sometimes when it's like borderline ignorance i just cannot do this it's just... yeah i mean uh, 
I don't think it's the worst that I have I've heard, you know. Oh yeah, I better. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like it's just something that I'm personally still like recovering from. It's been over a year and it still haunts me sometimes, you know. I'm just like, no way. Happens, happens. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, so you're an international student here. Good experience. Do you think personally you got what you wanted when you like envision yourself studying in an American college? Are you getting right now the experience that you hope to get or not really? I mean, I didn't really I didn't think I was going to come here, not going to lie. Okay, in like, the first place. I, like, okay. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't think I was going to come here, but I mean, I came and it's it's it has been fun experience. I really like that it's not just based on pure technical academics. Mm-hmm. Like as a liberal arts experience and being an university in the US, it's more focused on social social stuff and other majors, other classes besides your technical major and it gives you a broad knowledge and a broad mm-hmm. review of a lot of stuff. And yeah, you might be not as technical as other people with your major at research universities yeah. but again i think much more than that there's the soft skills side which is i think the biggest thing in WNL. like you just interact with so many types of people and you interact with many people and you take a lot of classes and a lot of different classes and that gives you the social skills that you need mm-hmm. uh, for a job for life in general i would say yeah and you can apply them later to anything else that you're learning and Yeah, it's a great experience. And just to conclude our conversation, do you have most favorite thing about the U.S. and maybe your least favorite? Because you, yeah, like at this point, you have the experience, like get to do some traveling and learn. I'll start with the least favorite things. We get that out of the way. Okay. Say like everything's so far apart, and there are no transportation. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Another least favorite thing is that things really close early, and I guess that's just like coming from a city thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get surprised when I see, like, restaurants close at 8 p.m. Where, like, <laughs> like yeah. restaurants back home stay up until 2 a.m. at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at least. If not 24-7 sometimes, yeah, if not, you know. if not 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, that was, like, a cultural shock, shock for me. Like, oh, things close this early. Yeah. Um, and I would say one of my favorite things is that there are a lot of stuff to do. Like, if you're in a big city, if you're... Even in Lexington, there are a lot of activities happening and different types of activities happening where maybe in the past I would spend my time doing the same thing. Even though I do enjoy it, sometimes diversity is needed. Yeah, that's true. There are so many opportunities and so many things going on, but at the same time, you're especially in Lexington, yeah. you're yeah. kind of limited to yeah, not, things. Not like New York City. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. And speaking of differences between like let's say, Chiron, well, Lexington. <laughs> that's a very big difference, and that's a big switch. And how did you, was it hard for you to move? You said you mentally prepared yourself to, like, live in the U.S., but personally, did you feel like it was harsh, the process, or you adapted pretty quickly? I mean, I'm generally relatively good at adapting. Mm-hmm. I also went to, like, a boarding high school, uh, which helped me a bit, but I'm, I'm definitely missing my friends and family. Um it's a big it's a big reason um to why you're like a person was having such a good life in the past yeah. and they're gone so you have to find other reasons to have the same you know ha- level of happiness so i think that's the biggest challenge for me and of course you can find new friends but you're not gonna find new family i would say of course <laughs> yeah. yeah 
that, I think that's the biggest challenge. True, and still, like, the level of friendship that you develop, you know, throughout, like, your entire life back home, and then when you get here and you're like, yeah, I've known him for a year. Yeah, it's definitely, it, definitely different. It's different, different. Different levels of friendship. Yeah. Did you feel like, um, I know you went home for a summer, right? Did you feel like you changed as a person too much to be able, to, like, to be friends with the same people? Or, like, how did that affect your relationship, if you don't mind sharing? I mean, I think I think being friends with the same people that was not the issue. I think the issue was just not not like accept being accepting of like silly stuff. Like mm-hmm. when I was in Egypt for the summer, I had to get my driver's license, and that the driving age is eighteen. So um, when I mm-hmm. I was eighteen here in the US, so I went back, started doing it, and just the amount of bureaucracy and like just yeah the corruption there is just too much and just you get like you get intolerant to it i would say mm-hmm. after just seeing something that is more free that is more you know easy for the soul <laughs> oh yeah and uh, like time consuming last time consuming. i understand it was the same thing because i also had to do some document stuff and here you just like you get People just get used to simple things very quickly and like to good things. Yeah. And then when they're thrown back to like experience something not so good again, you're like, oh. They just want to go back because like it's not that hard. Like. Yeah. Like it, like, it's just that not that hard, especially after like going to Denmark. So like even my American, like my American colleagues were surprised at the social democracy mm-hmm. of Denmark, and I, and I certainly was, but. That that switch from Copenhagen to Cairo was was tough, you know. Yeah, because you also like you went from the U.S. there and then back. Yeah. Yeah. Can you maybe elaborate a little on what you mean by social democracy in Denmark? Because I don't think everyone knows. I mean, from from what they described is that everyone is pretty much secured in mm-hmm. Denmark. Um, like there are unemployment wages. People get paid even if they're unemployed. Um, public healthcare public education people yeah. do multiple degrees multiple degrees for free just because they can and they have the time um families get money for every child they have and of course this has some downsides that they get taxed a lot hmm. and all of um, these experiences yeah, yeah one of the professors said they get taxed 50 percent. oh wow which is which is a lot but the amount of benefit that you get from that is also a lot that's true so everything's clean Everything is maintained. Uh, public places are maintained, and of course, your benefits, personal benefits like healthcare, education, are also secured. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's probably like when I went there, it was number one in happiness. But they described it more as being content, okay. not being yeah. necessarily happy, but just content because they have the safety net. Like whatever happens at the end, they know they can be safe and they yeah, gonna they're gonna be fine. At least live, you know. Even prisons were uh, like rehabilitation places and mm-hmm. they looked like they looked very good uh, unlike, unlike prisons in other areas they look yeah. very very good and they try like pe- people commit less, less murders after leaving the prison um, because they try to rehabilitate them and make them and push them back to society instead of just mm-hmm. banishing them and keeping them there yeah, kind of like reinstating. That's great. That's a very interesting system. Amazing that you actually got to see it function. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have that opportunity without Debinal, of course. And like, it was a class at the end, mm-hmm. um, which was provided by Debinal. So I would definitely um, 
advise people to go and see different types of places and see that for themselves so they can decide their political opinion or their opinion in general because you can't mm-hmm. really you can't really decide on things unless you like see them and think about them and know why they exist in the first yeah, place. and experience them and experience them yeah and of course the, again that system is not perfect like i know when we were there that system was they said they're gonna cut on some benefits because of what was happening in the global economy mm-hmm. um so even that is not secure anymore you know they were worried about that but i think i prefer it to other systems okay that's yeah cut some benefits not cut all of them yeah. so you know and there are lots if they lose a couple of them it's gonna be i bet they're gonna, gonna be, be all fine. right gonna be yeah okay. <laughs> in comparison to some other places they're gonna be fine yeah just a final question so now you're halfway through your sophomore year basically we have a couple weeks left and you know thanksgiving break and everything but it's kind of like very open-ended question what do you see like coming for yourself it can be next half of the year more in the long term like is there anything that you're excited about any summer plans or winter term plans Is it okay to say that I'm still trying to get better at time management? Absolutely. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's relatable. Yeah, That's I'm so still, relatable. I'm still, I'm still trying to get better at time management. I'm still like stuff like each year there are more and more stuff thrown at you and mm-hmm. you, you try to balance them all. Yeah. Um, so I say I hope I can get better at time management. I hope I can learn more skills at WNL and improve my academic and personal life. Nice. Uh, for the next two and a half years, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, that's exciting, you know? You gotta start it somewhere, and then you already have so much experience, and now you're just gonna improve it and I have more so. fun. I hope so. Yes, well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it was It was a pleasure to learn more about your experience. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A great advice and some interesting hot takes on the social scene at an American university today. But sadly, the second episode of Veronica with a K is coming to an end. Next, I'll have Dnai, a student from Greece who got to experience studying abroad in Cyprus and now the United States. So turn on the notifications for upcoming episodes, follow Veronica WK on Instagram, and don't forget, no one will discover the world for you.